And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. I wanted to hop on and do a little bit of solo episode. There's a lot of things going on right now that I just felt like it. Would, I need to address it. It's kind of, you know, my friend Shane that I had on my podcast before talked about how this is kind of like therapeutic to him to kind of talk to the mic. And that was kind of what his, his situation was for him. And that's why he does what he does. Um, I'm a little bit different in the fact that I don't really like to share a whole lot of that stuff. And I feel like I need to. I feel like you need to know who I am. I feel like you need to get an idea of what's going on with me. Um, I've had a lot of things going on lately. You know, I found out uh, probably about this time last year, almost this time last year, that my wife was pregnant, which was interesting in itself. The way that I reacted to it was completely different than what I expected. And then we spent nine months, you know, preparing for that. And it got really tough. You know, you deal with a lot of things. You deal with COVID. You deal with moving. We, moved, we ended up moving. We sold our house. And then we moved into a rental. And then we were trying to find property. And we finally found property. And we're going to build a house. But it's not going to be built until, you know, the summer. So a lot of that stuff weighs on you. And for me, I have been that person who is doing multiple things all the time. I sell window coverings during the day. I do this podcast. I try to market myself on social media. At one point, I was doing the podcast with some people over on a network. I ended up this year breaking up with them. and Or, well, last year, I guess, last year. And I started going back and doing it on my own because it wasn't going in the direction that I felt like I needed it to go. And so I continue to interview people, but I have my own stuff going on. You know, um, In November, I had my knee replaced, which... It'd been a long time coming and I really needed to get my knee replaced. It really needed to be something that I needed to do and uh, to have a better life. And that's been tough. Not sleeping for a while because of that. And I don't know if anyone's ever had a joint replaced. Listen to this because I'm a little bit young to have it done, but I'm a little bit older than some of the people that listen to this. And so I had that replaced. And then, you know, for the first like week, I'm sleeping on the couch and I'm sleeping in bed and then I'm sleeping back and forth on the couch and back and forth in bed. And it's just like, you start to lose sleep, something that you, that you really find important and you do, and you continue to take for granted when you don't have it. And we'll talk a little bit more about the baby in a minute, but started out by losing a lot of sleep. And mentally that's kind of hard on you because you're like, why can't I just sleep? Pretty ma- miraculous the way that I recovered though, because you know, I wa- I got home out of the, out of the, I had the surgery. They send you home the same day. And they teach you how to walk on a walker. They teach you how to go up the stairs. They teach you how to do all this stuff. And essentially, I came home. I walked to the couch chair with the walker. And then I sat down for a little while. And then I had to go to the bathroom. And I went up and I walked to the bathroom with the walker. And then I turned around and walked back to the chair. And then I walked the walker over to the closet, put it in the closet, and never used it again. Uh, so, you know, pretty good recovery, pretty quick, but the sleep thing really took a toll on me. It really bothered me. It really, it really hurt me. So take, you know, take good care of yourself. Make sure that you get good sleep because sleep is something that you take for granted. Um, you know, and then we kind of went through the holidays cause I had my knee replaced before Thanksgiving. I barbecued the Turkey for Thanksgiving for everyone. 
went through Christmas. We had Christmas over here because we needed to stay close to home because my wife was due in January. And, uh, you know, about a week before her due date, she got in a car accident, which kind of disrupted us a little bit more because she got in a car accident. It wasn't a very bad one. It was just kind of a, she was at a stop sign and she bumped into someone and then ended up having to go to the hospital and stay overnight. So again, here we go again. We got this little kind of wind up of things going on. And my daughter this whole time is, she gets sick a lot. It's interesting. I don't know what's going on. I feel like she didn't probably eat enough dirt growing up like I did. And so she's been, you know, she's been sick through this whole time. And so baby doesn't come. She has to stay a night in the hospital. A week later, she's induced. And we have our son, Nolan William Tankersley, who is Nolan William Tankersley. My dad just told me he's the third. I don't really, he, he is the third Nolan William Tankersley, but he's not like in succession because we don't have a Nolan William in my uh, family, except for now we have our Nolan. And then my uncle's name was Nolan William, who is, he's named after. And then my grand, my dad's grandfather was Nolan William. So that's who we named him after. A lot of people think we named him after Nolan Ryan, which I have to admit that that never, that thought never crossed my mind or did cross my mind. I have to say. So because of Nolan Ryan, the baseball player, right? Because I'm a big baseball guy and I want him to be a baseball player. So anyway, he's born and about two weeks later, I get COVID. And that was an interesting thing in itself because what do you do now? You've got COVID. No one else in your house has got COVID and you got a brand new baby. And we're in this point where everything that has to happen with COVID you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like there, it's totally loosening with this Omicron thing, but I got it. My wife and I decided the best thing for me to do was go quarantine and hopefully no one else got it in the house. And for the five days that you're supposed to sit in there and then, you know, you're supposed to wear a mask for five days after that. And my wife and I had a bunch of rapid tests. She tested the daughter. She tested herself every day for five days. Everyone stayed home because you're supposed to have your family stay home. You're supposed to just make it seem like they actually all have it or assume that they all have it. And on the fifth day they got COVID. So I wasted five days sitting in the room. I didn't feel terrible. It was more like a sinus infection with a fever, but yeah, so that happened. And that in itself was terrible because it wasn't too bad. Like I said, but it set me back with my knee and I got, sore again. And it felt like all my joints were on fire and, and my knee was pretty rough at that time. And finally today, you know, about a month later after I had it, I'm, I'm back to normal and I feel like I'm on the right end of that progress. Progress. So we get through COVID. My daughter and my wife get through COVID. We get through it. And then we get a phone call that my grandmother is probably going to pass away. She contracted COVID and she's 98 years old. She lived a very long life but she was a big part of my childhood. You know, we lived when I, when I was born in California, we lived down the street from them, from my grandparents for quite a few years. They had an almond orchard and that was all that separated us. And we used to walk through that almond orchard barefooted over to grandma's house to go get a cookie. And grandpa would go out there with the tractor and he would disc in between the trees two or three times a year. And every time he did, we had to make a new path because it was just beaten down by our footprints. And we were over there all the time. You'd always go see grandma's door was always open. Sometimes she was there. Sometimes she wasn't. She always had cookies in the cookie jar. And, uh, 
it just, it, it was one of those deals. So 10 years old, my parents decide that they want to find a better life for us and they move us up to Oregon. And I went to high school in Ontario and the last eight years of my, you know, regular primary school. Just so you know, I'm drinking a little bit of Blanton straight from the barrel. I haven't had a whole lot, but I am drinking this in, in remembrance of my grandma. And this is my favorite whiskey. It was really hard to get. I had to get it from Japan. So cheers to grandma because she has passed away. But what I want to say is that without my grandmother, there was no my wife or myself. We've been married for damn near 22 years. And when I graduated from high school, I wanted nothing more than to go home and see grandma. I jumped in my truck and I drove down there and spent the summer with her. And what that meant was we used to, we got to go to Monterey to the beach. We got to go to Cayucas. We got to do a bunch of stuff in California, which I really wanted because I missed it a lot. I arrived there on like a Wednesday and grandma told me on Friday that she would really like me to go to church with her on Sunday. And that, as a matter of fact, she said that part of me staying there would be that I have to go to church with her on Sunday. And I agreed. And so the very first day that I went to church with my grandmother on Sunday, my cousin was dating a gal and she had a friend and this friend was my wife. And so being introduced to my wife, who we've now been married for 22 years and have two beautiful children is all because of my grandma. And there's so much more to go into that story, but I'm, I'm going to tell you without the, her, there is no me. She was one of the sweetest people I ever knew later on in her life. She kind of got a little bit, she didn't remember who I was, which kind of made me a little bit sad. And I had a hard time going. I had so much stuff going on. Her funeral was last week and I just could not mentally do it. I couldn't go. And I felt really guilty about it. But then I also felt this calm that it was okay because she understood how I felt. So I'm okay with that. And I've had, you know, some friends to talk to about it and just kind of gone over that and talked to my wife a little bit about it. And it's just been really great that way. So all that to say that, you know, you need to, you need to cherish those moments and think about that. One thing that I will never forget is the memories that I had with my grandmother. I have a lot of stuff that reminds me of her. And, uh, the only thing that I was hoping was that she would get to meet Nolan because he's named after you know, her son that passed away at a young age and uh, my great grandfather. But I do know that grandma is sitting up in heaven right now, dancing with grandpa and, and just standing there and, and, and cherishing the time that she missed with Nolan. So, and now I get to look at my son and think about her every time I look at my son and the uncle that I never met. Super cool things. So, I just felt like I needed to jump on here and kind of talk about that and kind of let you guys know where I'm at mentally. I've been putting out, I put out an episode on Monday and I actually did a really, you know, it was a good interview with, with Mike Cavagioni. Super good. Um, inspiring. That's just, that's just why I, I talk to these people because they inspire me on a daily basis. And uh, on a whim, I reached out to a bunch of people. I, I got on Instagram and I started started blasting out these DMs to these people that I want to talk to, you know. And I sent about 30 DMs and a lot of these people had those blue check marks on them, but I just wanted to talk to them about how they got where they got because that's what the show's about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about showing people anything is possible. You just got to do the work. 
anything is possible. You got to do the work. The problem is, is that we all see the end result. We never see the beginning. We never see the process. We never see what people go through to get where they are. And so I, like I said, I reached out to about 30 people and, and one person responded out of those 30 people that I DM'd. And it was a guy by the name of Chris Henderson. And Chris Henderson may not mean anything to you and it may mean something to you, but he is the lead guitarist for Three Doors Down. And he responded, I'd love to. And it was just inspiring for me that someone, you know, who is in this big band that was pretty damn popular was, was good to hang out with me. And I hadn't had that feeling in a long time. And I needed that feeling. I needed, I needed to know that I need to keep moving on with this podcast and continue to push forward and continue to do what I'm doing. And having that conversation with Chris was crazy. I mean, it was just, he has such a great story and I can't wait for you to hear the interview, which will be coming out soon. I haven't decided if I'm going to drop this, you know, this week or if I'm going to just put it on the regular Monday time slot, but I, I just felt the need to, to talk about it. But Chris lived a great life or is living a great life, but he's been through a lot of stuff. And to hear about a childhood that kind of went awry and then to have a lot of things not go your way, but to continue to push forward and learn how to play the guitar and to practice the guitar and to have a great military career and then to join this band and just be super, super famous not even that, not even famous, just like super humble about who you are. And he just, he spent time with me and he talked to me for like an hour and a half, which was very cool. And I've talked to, you know, I've talked to some pretty cool people and that's what this is all about. But I needed that interview to kind of get me out of this funk that I was stuck in. This funk that was created by all these things that were going the way they were. And I don't have a bad life, you know, like I have my wife, it's been rough with the baby because the baby, you know, he's a baby. It's been hard to get sleep, that coveted sleep that I finally got back when, you know, before the COVID and just getting into that groove where my knee finally started feeling, you know, a lot better after surgery where I didn't, when I was sleeping better and all those things and like just all these stuff, just like, boom. And I feel like it's kind of God's way of saying, slow down. You know, sometimes you're, you're doing too much and I do a lot. I mean, and I don't, I have a full-time job. Podcasting is just part of what I do. And so you know, it's interesting all the things that you go through and you think about and you just continue to push through no matter what. And sometimes you hit that wall and you've got to take a little break. And that's what I did. I took some time off. Uh, you know, I was talking to my friend Jay about it. He's like, you're not quitting. You're not going to stop. And, and that's not going to happen. And I, and, I, and I knew that. I understood that. But I needed to take a step back. I needed to evaluate some things. I needed a break. Because I podcasted every, you know, like I put out an episode every day for two years. I mean, I just came up across a post that, hey, here's my interview with Mike Nelson. Episode number two with Mike Nelson, two years ago. So I've been doing this for a while. And I enjoy it. And I want to continue to do it. And I want great people to want to be on here. I don't care what walks of life you're from. I want you to share your story. And I was grateful that Chris pulled me out of that funk and was able to share his story with me. So Hopefully he enjoys listening to his episode if he listens to it, because I don't know if he will or not. I'll be tagging him when I start posting that like I always do, but that was it, man. The direction that this show is going in is going to be continually going up, continually working towards that goal of reaching as many people as I possibly can. So if you can, you know, just help me, just subscribe, 
write a review. If you're listening to this right now, if you're, if you get anything out of any episodes, hit me up, DM me. I'd love to talk to you about that person or sometimes it's possible to introduce you to those people. So you get a chance to get to talk to them. Super fun, super inspiring for me. And I just got what I needed out of that episode. I can't wait to share it with you. You need to join myself and Jay Finning. Jay is a really good friend of mine. We talk on a daily basis. As a matter of fact, my watch has been buzzing because Jay has been responding to a question that I asked him 15 minutes ago. And it's one of those deals where you need to have those people in your life that you can talk to. I talk to my wife, but you also have to have another outlet. You know, you can't talk to, you can't talk to family about everything, right? You need to have someone who's kind of like a third party that you can talk to that can hear you out and won't judge you because they don't know everything there is to know around you. They don't know your wife. They don't know your parents. They don't know your grandparents. They don't know those things about you. But Jay knows a lot about me. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't know anything about us because we have a pretty good relationship. But we do our One Drink Wednesday every Wednesday live on IG. You know, if you are listening to this, please go over and follow Jay. Uh, It's at Jay Finning. And uh, make sure you're following me. Make sure you're subscribing to my podcast. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast. Hard Parking is just an awesome podcast. It's a non-automotive automotive podcast. It's cars and culture, more culture than cars. And I like listening to Jay because Jay is not afraid to dissect things that are tough to dissect. And he's like news media where he looks at both sides of the situation and you can talk to him about that. And that's what you, you know, that's what you need. That's what would be lost in this country is the fact that we can't look at both sides. We only look at our side. And if someone disagrees with you, then you can't talk to them anymore. We need to be willing to play on both sides of that and look at both sides of that and find a middle ground. So as far as shaping success goes though, you need to reach for the stars. That's all there is to it. No matter what success looks like to you. I said it before. Someone told me that they were going to be twice as successful as me when I was growing up. And this is why it's called what it's called. I think that that's bullshit. No one can be more successful than you. You, you decide what the success is. They don't tell you what it is. They can't define if they're more successful than you because they can't define what success is for you. So I hope that this little 20 minute episode here finds you in good good times and I'm in, I'm doing much better and uh, thank you for all your support. If you know someone who'd be a good guest, have them email me Wes at westankersley.com. until next time I challenge you to find the shape of your success. 